Welcome to the Proclaim Columbus podcast. We are on a mission to equip people throughout the diocese to be missionary disciples. I'm Michelle Fainley, and today I have a fresh voice in the studio with me. I am with Liz Christie. Liz is the Associate Director of the Missionary Disciple Formation for the Diocese of Columbus and the co-host of Proclaim Columbus podcast, which is a movement to help others respond to the invitation of the Holy Spirit and live out a radical missionary identity. So we decided at the conference that we wanted to talk about this upcoming year of the parish for the Eucharistic revival. So we are excited to have a series all about this Eucharist revival and what is coming up this June is the year of the parish. And we wanted to have Liz share a little bit about her work at the diocese and what is going to be going on during this special year. So welcome, Liz. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. It is so great to have you here in studio. And I was telling Dave as we were getting ready, you know, Liz and I worked together many years as nurses. Liz is a midwife and I'm a, a nurse and a labor and delivery nurse. So for many years we worked together and I don't even knew if I knew Liz was Catholic or she knew I was right. Catholic. <laughs> but now we get to um, enjoy working together in the vineyard of the Lord as as part of our, our work in evangelization. So it's, it's such a joy and it's awesome to see how God works, right? Yeah, it's incredible. I was just reflecting on that kind of on the drive over and I'm like, gosh, Michelle and I were just like kind of baby nurses, went literally baby nurses, but also just young <laughs> nurses ourselves when uh, when we first crossed, crossed paths. And then I'll never forget, it was one moment um, I came out of morning mass uh, in Upper Arlington oh, yes, where you work and <laughs> you gave me your book. We were standing in, and you're like, wait, Right. I And it was like this moment of realization, like, oh, we're both Catholic. Yes. How did we not know this? And then, yeah, so anyway. Um, yeah, and then we had you and Emily out to our parish last year to do a talk for Our Ladies on Divine Mercy. And it's just beautiful, like just just the way the Lord kind of weaves everybody's lives together. Yeah, um, friendship is such a yeah. wonderful gift. And when you have that spiritual little part to integrate, it's um, extra special blessing. So it's it's great. It's great to be able to work together with you now in evangelization. So yes. it's so exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, first of all, I know I just shared a little bit about your life story, but um, can you share with our listeners a little bit about you and, and your work and your faith journey? Sure. Yeah. So um, I've been at my role in the diocese for about a year and a half. Um, as you said, missionary disciple uh, formation is kind of my role there. And um, so I go out, I work with parishes and I help form plans. Um, I work with pastors and their staff and we talk about how to best form missionary disciples at the parish. And the reason I'm allowed to do this is because prior to this, I was at my parish. Um, I'm still at my parish and I help with evangelization and discipleship there. And so a lot of this I've been on the ground doing for several years. And prior to that, um, for 20 years, I was a nurse midwife delivering babies at um, four of our big hospitals here in Columbus. And um, that's when the Lord kind of just used that time, worked on my life um, and set me on a path of, I guess, where he wanted me to be now. Um, you know, everything's a journey and and all the steps along the way kind of lead up to, to the next thing that he wants you to do. So somewhere along the way, I realized um, that the Lord was asking me to do more than just work at my job. And I mean, it's an incredible job delivering babies, handing babies to their mom for the first time. Um, that's an incredible job. But um, but yeah, so he, he, he worked on me first um, 
to help me be in a place where I was practicing pro-life completely in line with the Catholic Church. And that's that's tricky to do um, in this day and age. But he strengthened me and um, provided people on my path to help me do that. And um, so as I was going along that journey, I um, also was, you know, trying to live that lifestyle in my own marriage. And so my husband and I, we have two amazing kids, and um, but we have 13 little ones in heaven with the Lord. And so... Somewhere around the third one that we lost, it was like, you know, kind of like heart to heart with the Lord. Like, what are we doing with this, Lord? Like, I do not like this. I don't want to be on this journey. Um, I want these babies in my life right now. Not someday, you know, when I get to heaven, I want them now. Um, But that was not the plan. And so... He called me to deep trust and surrender, um, and somehow, with 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 His grace um, and Mother Mary interceding, I'm sure, um, I made it to that point of you know, okay, Lord, I trust you, I surrender. I'll do whatever you want. I, you're you're in charge. I'm not. Um, and so that led me to really want to be more involved at my parish. So that's what got me to the parish level because I was um, I was a volunteer singing in the choir at church. I uh, loved to sing. And so I'd be up cantering and I would look out at all of these people. And at this point, I had had a pretty profound encounter with the Lord in a moment of prayer in our Adoration Chapel. Um, that's a story for another time, but it was very profound. And I would look out at people and wonder, do you have a profound encounter with the Lord? Do you know how much the Lord loves you? Is there a space in your life to make room for this? And so, and I would just look and pray and and think there's a need here. And and with that mother's love, you know, you conceive a child and you instantly love that child. And so I had this like gaping hole in my heart that, that was made to love these children that I couldn't love right now. And so the Lord helped me focus that love kind of on my parish. Well, that is a beautiful story. Yes. Yes. And so that, that was like really the point, you know, um, so I went to the pastor, I said, let me do something at, let me work here. Let me do something here. You know, let me help you, um, with missionary disciple formation. And, and, and we, I didn't even know that word at the time, you know, just like, I just want to help people know Jesus. Um, you know, what's a missionary disciple. So I learned that along the way. Right. So, um, but he equipped me, he sent people to help and, and just led me to where I am. And so now I, I'm at the diocese and I get to do that wherever people will let me in, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a work that, like I said, the Lord worked on my life to get me to where I am. And now, um, I'm just joyful to like pour that out wherever I can with others. And that's really the call of evangelization, right? You have an experience with Jesus and God and have this encounter. And then sometimes I think we stop at that. Okay. So we're just going to grow in our personal holiness, but no, now we have to go forth and make disciples of all nations like that is the commandment that is what Jesus you know here Jesus's last will and testament is for us to do that and so you you have taken that your experience and want to you know you want to you want to share the good news you want to share the good news so that is a beautiful gift of what you're giving to our church and we thank you for doing that and so tell us a little bit more about this missionary discipleship and if people might not be familiar with that term and you know what what you're doing at the diocese with this and how how can people, you know, learn more about this? Sure, yeah. So if um, so, we have a couple things that we're doing. One of the things we work with is called the Parish Toolkit. Um, so Father Adam Streitenberger and a subcommittee, which I sat on during the 
early phases of Real Presence, Real Future, um, we kind of worked on putting this tool together. And basically, it's a two-part thing. You'll love this as a nurse. The first part is a parish assessment. Okay, so we go in, we listen, we assess, we diagnose, we treat, and then we walk with that parish, right? So what does your parish need? What what things um, do you have in place? What things are missing? What can we recommend? So that's the first half of the toolkit. And the second half are actually like the practical steps of like, how do we help somebody walk in this missionary discipleship journey? So we propose to parishes um, six elements of missionary disciple formation. And if they incorporate these into the life of their parish, into the the opportunities and things that they offer, they're going to be forming well-rounded missionary disciples. So the first one is charismatic encounter. Someone has to meet and know the Lord before they can move forward on their journey, right? Like, what are you walking with if you don't know the Lord? So so um, just helping people kind of be formed in a charismatic um, way. And so you may have heard of the Rescue Project or Alpha or, you know, um, certain things like that can be very helpful and critical to help people kind of grow. And then from there, the second element is um, ongoing formation in prayer and sacraments. So once somebody's met the Lord, um, they're ready to to know more and to, to dive in more um, with mass and with, with their sacraments if they, that's where we pick people up if they maybe never got confirmed or, you know, they're, they're going to church with their spouse, but they're not actually Catholic. Um, or they are Catholic and they're sitting in the pew and it's just time to, to go a little deeper. Um, element three is mission, uh, is uh, missionary formation. So we help people kind of know how to go out. So that's, that's the critical part. Like, yes, we know we're supposed to be disciples and go out and make disciples. How do we do that? And that's the missional training, the missional formation process of that. So we have some resources available for that. And then um, element four is uh, discipleship small groups. So a lot of what we ask people to do happens in the context of small groups. So you're with other people growing and learning together. Um, So that seems to be a critical point for a lot of people, not just being out on their own trying to figure it out, but actually growing with a group. And then five and six kind of follow back to back um, ongoing um, scripture study and ongoing catechesis. So Bible and catechism, if we don't know those things, we really don't know our faith well. So so just so those are kind of the six things, the six elements um, that we that we bring into the parish and we help incorporate. And so then we just help pastors and their staff kind of realize and look at like, where do we need to grow? What do we need to offer? What does our parish need? Um, and how do we do that? So, so that's really kind of the short version of, of what a toolkit meeting looks like. It usually takes a couple hours, uh, the initial meeting to kind of introduce it. And then we do follow up with them to kind of help keep things going. And if you're interested in learning a little more, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Liz has a fabulous podcast called Proclaim Columbus. So put that on your phone as you're taking your walks or you can pop in and listen. She has a whole episode on all those six top six parts of missionary discipleship. So it's a great way to learn more about this. And she has other really fabulous Yeah, we've uh, had guests. some really fun guests on there. Uh, Father Carter and Mary joined us early on and, and some other uh, pretty great people. So yeah, ProclaimColumbus.com, that's the place to look for that. And um, that toolkit, it's linked there, but also on our ColumbusCatholic.org webpage, um, there's a whole section on evangelization. So if you if you go there, you'll find all kinds of things and how to contact us and um, and what to do from there. And also part of your job, you do a really fabulous fall conference for people who want to be missionaries, missionary yes. disciples. So tell us about that. Sure. So every fall we do what we call the Evangelization Leadership Summit. Um, 
we've had two so far, so we're planning our third one for November 11th. It'll be at Ohio Dominican University. Um, we've got some great speakers lined up. Father Ricardo is going to join us. Uh, in the, yeah, <laughs> he's everyone loves him around here. Um, but basically, what that summit is is it breaks open the toolkit. So a lot of the resources that we suggest to parishes that they consider using, we're going to bring them in live that day. So our parish. Um, staff and leaders and pastors can actually go in, have presentations, have hands-on access to all the people that they need to be working with, you know, kind of in this process of missionary disciple formation. So that's a really fun day. We we had a great time last year and uh, we're super excited for this year. Yeah, I got to go as a participant last year in our board of directors from the Women's Conference. We went together and we just had a Fabulous time. And you didn't have to work. Uh, yeah, we didn't have to do a thing. And we love going to conferences when we get to just soak it all in. And yes. we don't have to serve anybody lunch or <laughs> pick any speakers. But it really is a wonderful time. And so many priests come and so many parishes. And it's just cool to see, you know, like when a whole parish, you know, so you see some of these parish, like St. Mary's Delaware had like big group of, you know, coming together. And I mean, you're seeing a lot of fruit from this, right? From this work. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been really good. And then a lot of the resources that are there that day offer follow-up events. So it's one of the best things is to find out, oh, a parish is connected to this resource and they're doing this thing. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even have to plan that. We just like put them together and then they kind of take it and run because we do have so many leaders in this diocese that are just on fire for the Lord and just excited for evangelization. So it's great to see what they'll take. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to provide this, but it's beautiful to see like how the Lord will work and and inspire them to kind of take it, you know, to the next step. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like every other conference, like you you can plan so much, but what the Holy Spirit plans for, you could never anticipate. And just like our lunch conversation, you know, I sat with Father Sizemore and I sat with um, some other friends and just the conversation we had and what was going on in their parishes was really just amazing and blessing and things that you can, you know, like, oh, that's a great idea, you know, what you're doing at your parish and sharing those ideas and information. So it's an awesome day. So say again, it's November 11th. November 11th. So mark your calendars because it's going to fill up fast, right? It will. We actually will have to put a cap on registration. We can only allow 500 in, so. Register early. Awesome. Yeah, don't wait like the women's conference the week before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to transition into this Eucharistic revival because this is so exciting that this is going on in our church. It's a three-year process, and this year has been the year of the diocese, but next year, starting the Feast of Corpus Christi, we start the year of the parish. So tell us a little bit about what you know about this revival and what's going on. Sure, absolutely. So yes, as you said, we're finishing the diocesan year and we're moving into the parish year. So what Bishop Fernandez has lined up is he wants to do basically a novena worth of mass and processions leading up to the Feast of Corpus Christi. And um, that schedule is available on our ColumbusCatholic.org under the evangelization section, you'll see that from June 2nd to June 11th, it lists out what parish he'll be at and what time. And those are open to everybody. So you're, you are welcome to just join the closest parish for mass and procession. Um, the one on June 2nd will be a bilingual event at St. Peter. Um, so that'll be great. And um, But yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really good. So that's kind of our kickoff into the diocesan year, um, just, to, just to kind of have like an awareness and just that sense of like the visible presence of the Eucharist um, in coordination with the mass. So mass will be first and then procession after. So that will be very beautiful. And, um, and then the other thing that, that then nationally, you know, we're being asked to do is every parish has been asked to um, appoint a parish point person. So someone at the parish who's sort of like 
taking in the information, kind of digesting what we're supposed to do with taking that back to pastor and staff and then making suggestions of here's what is recommended. So we have all that listed on our website as well. They just released um, last week the Parish Leader Playbook. So it kind of gives the step-by-step of things to focus on. Um, And they have set up four initiatives for parishes to work on this year. So the first one is reinvigorating worship. Um, The second one is monthly personal encounter nights. The third is robust faith formation. And the fourth is missionary sending. So this is very exciting to me because when I read the things that they're asking for, it lines up so well with the initiatives we already have going on in this diocese. And if you look around, you know, not just what we're doing at the diocesan level, but what parishes are already doing and have been doing for a while. So this is just going to take kind of these little fires that the Holy Spirit has already been starting all over the place and just fan the flames and and just grow it and spread, you know, just Eucharistic devotion everywhere. Um, but yeah, so I think a couple things that the monthly personal encounter nights. So they're they're asking parishes to do like a monthly Eucharistic adoration night with adoration confession, praise and worship music, whatever that looks like for that parish. It doesn't have to be the same at every parish, you know, but um, whatever that looks like at your parish um, to do like a monthly night. And so that'll be great. And then under the robust faith formation, they actually are releasing a small group series called Jesus and the Eucharist. So that will come out mid-September. It runs for seven weeks and it can be run in the context of small group. It'll have an element of charismatic encounter with it and it'll bring in scripture and catechism and just with a, just a strong focus on the Eucharist. So I can't wait to see it. I'm, you know, I'm like, can we get it sooner? And they're like, no, mid-September it'll come out. So, um, but maybe along the way we'll get to peek at it. Oh, I hope so. Um, So we're definitely going to test that out at my parish. I have a group kind of meeting to figure out like when and where and how we're going to do that. And, um, and then, yeah, so some of our parishes will start it probably end of September, early October. Some will wait till January because we have until the end of 2025 really to, to kind of focus on all of this. So, um, but yeah, that's going to be really exciting. It is. It's great. I've been part of, you know, listening to some of the zooms and about the the jesus and the eucharist and it's it's really exciting and you know like a very like a rescue project type yeah i think it'll have a similar feel for the parishes who have run programs like that um but then here's where it seems to be coming in like so strategically great for us right now so we have a lot of parishes you know going through this real presence real future transition and parishes are going to be coming together. Some already have come together. Some will come together. This is a brand new thing that nobody owns. Like one parish doesn't already own this and isn't already running it well and another parish isn't. So it's a brand new thing and it's Jesus and the Eucharist. So when we say, how do you bring two communities together who maybe are different? Well, we're same in the Eucharist, right? Like we may be different in many ways, but we are the same in Jesus Christ. So the timing of this couldn't be better. Um, and I could stop and cry about that for a minute, but I just think that's really beautiful. So, um, so excited for that. We're just encouraging all of our parishes to just be open to this, take a look at it and see how to best incorporate it and just let the Holy Spirit move through this at the parish level. Yeah, it's really exciting and yeah, that it's fresh and new and really just realizing, I mean, the reason they're doing this revival is they say what, like seven out of 10 Catholics don't believe in the real presence. So, I mean, the statistics that they've, you know, put out, they're just kind of shocking. So they're taking the opportunity to get, you know, they say they want everybody in the pews, right, to experience this. So this is a great opportunity to take something fresh and 
to really light that fire in our parishes. Yeah, amen to that. I, I can't wait. I, I just, and you can already feel it. Like the, the Lord is at work and good things are going to happen. So, um, and then a couple other just exciting things for this year. So next spring, um, there will be four Eucharistic processions that go across the country. So we are on the St. Elizabeth Ann Seton route. It will start in Connecticut on May 17th, come through Columbus on June 28th and 29th. Um, this is all on our website. And we'll have some events and things, you know, Bishop in the Cathedral in different ways. They'll have pilgrims walking. And we'll be able to walk with them. So at certain points in the journey, we can walk along with them um, and be and just be there and be present. And then that will end. They'll continue to walk until they get to the National Eucharistic Congress in July of 2024. So so they will be walking um, quite a bit. Now, I heard they have like a van, so there'll be points where they can't totally walk. They'll get in the van, but they're, they're going to walk like 15, 16 miles a day. So they'll recruit healthy, young people. <laughs> missionaries who can do this yes college kids yeah yeah they have like a certain you know criteria they'll be interviewing those like later in the summer and and selecting but um but so exciting so we don't have a lot of detail on that yet because it's just coming together now but keep an eye on our website columbuscatholic.org under the evangelization section and you'll be able to stay up to date with with what things will be going on there you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio today with Liz Christie of the Proclaim Columbus podcast. And we are doing a special episode today talking about the upcoming Eucharistic Revival and the National Eucharistic Congress. So we're having all these exciting things this year. And then next July, there is going to be this huge event in Indianapolis, just two and a half hours away from us. So what's going on? Right. Yeah. So this that's the culmination of everything. So, um, you know, we do the diocesan year, the parish year, and then there's the like missional sending year. So this event um, in Indianapolis will be a place for 80,000 Catholics to come together, um, experience several days of Eucharistic revival, and then be sent out on mission. So, we're, so everything we're doing now is to prepare us to be able to go out and, and just be those missionary disciples. So that that is very exciting. I know a lot of parishes are already booking their tickets and kind of making arrangements. Um, and we're looking into, you know, what that looks like on our end too. So it's going to be great. If you, you tickets are filling up, um, just talk to someone a little bit ago and uh, they said hotels are starting to fill and the tickets are going. So um, really exciting. And so we'll have more information on that. There are links on the website where you can uh, find out where to register and get all of those details. Yeah, and the website is an incredible plethora of like amazing information. Every time I go on, if you just go look up Google Eucharistic Revival, National Eucharistic Revival, there are video series. There is the Revive um, Parish programs, which they have. I started out with watching Bishop Cousins. They have a free series on the. the document, um, the mystery of the Eucharist in the life of the church by the USCCB. So he breaks down that document. There are tons of other just great mm-hmm. shows, podcasts, videos on the Eucharist. There are prayers, Eucharistic adoration hours, how to make it based on the scripture. I mean, every time I go on there, I print like 10 more things off. Yeah. One of the most beautiful things I've been doing since Easter, they do a Eucharistic revival prayer companion, and it's walking you from Easter to Pentecost every Sunday. It comes out with just a beautiful, like diving into the readings for the weekend with like prayer. But what it does is it picks out a different point of the mass, specifically like, you know, um, the liturgy of the Eucharist. And it picks out a different point. And it says, today, when you go to mass, focus on this, 
watch what the priest does in this prayer, listen to this, think about this. And it's been incredible. And I think they're going to keep that going. They had one during Lent, and now they have this one leading up to Pentecost. So I hope when we get back to ordinary time, they'll keep that going because it's been great. And I share that. um, It's on our website, but I share that even at my own parish. So every Sunday, everybody gets an email with with that prayer guide to just, you know, prepare for Mass, know more about the Eucharist. You know, so it's, it's just these little ways where we can, we can just like give this information out. And when someone's ready to receive it, it's right there. You know, we can't force somebody to love Jesus in the Eucharist, but we can invite and present the beauty of it over and over and over again. Um, and then the Lord will work in their hearts to, to really be present to them. Yeah. Cause we can't convert anyone, right? We just, we can plant seeds yeah. and then it's the Lord that, that does all the work, but through the Eucharist, what a powerful way to, you know, bring about this, this fire we need in, in our church. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really exciting time. So, um, and I think, I, I don't know, I looked up the other day cause I think this is the 10th Eucharistic Congress that has happened, but it's been like decades since the last one. So definitely the first one in our lifetimes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it is. I'm lucky. My sister lives in India and I already said, I, I, I'm going to stay in your basement. Perfect. <laughs> we might have to join you. We'll see. <laughs> It'll be, it's really um, exciting to see people getting just the, the number of people that they have. And just, I mean, if you sign up, you can pray um, along with the revival. Um, they have Zoom prayer meetings. I joined one a couple weeks ago and it was not what I expected at all. It was really a powerful amazing evening of prayer with people from all over the United States. So it's, they do, they've done a lot of great work to, um, and continue to put new things out every, like, it's like every day. Yeah, it does. It seems like there's always something new, like you said. So it's fun. You just log in every, you know, once a week or so and see what's, see what's up for yeah. revival and sign up sign if you sign up further. And what is the website? Yeah. So if you, so you can link it all from columbuscatholic.org under the evangelization section. We've got all the links there for you. Or like you said, you can just Google national Eucharistic revival and you'll find everything. Great. All the all the good stuff is is there. Well, thank you, Liz, for joining us today. Um, we are just so blessed to have you at our diocese and all the exciting things. And we're just going to um, close here in prayer. And this is a Eucharistic revival prayer by um, Bishop Gomez from L.A. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who promised to stay with us always until the end of the age. Reawaken our wonder at his presence in the most holy Eucharist. May our hearts burn within us as he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Give us the eyes of faith to recognize his presence in our brothers and sisters, especially in the face of the poor and the suffering. Nourished by the Eucharist, send us forth to walk faithfully as missionary disciples, proclaiming the gospel to every heart and extending your kingdom to every land. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we thank you for joining us today on Inspired by Faith. We hope you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit columbuscatholicwomen.com. And to hear more about Proclaim Columbus, visit proclaimcolumbus.org. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Proclaim Columbus podcast. And until next time, go and proclaim God's glory.